0: Romans, countrymen, welcome to the Sly Guy podcast and apologies if you're offended by the term Romans because my Presbyterian granny used to refer to my mum's side of the family as Romans because they were Catholics, that's just what she used to do because she was very old school and very bigoted. You know, it was awkward in and around, like, family events, you know, like Christmases, birthdays, funerals even. You know, she was still rude. She'd be like, oh, are the Romans coming? And you'd have to be like, yes, Granny, the fucking Romans are coming. And you need to be polite and respectful of said Romans. So get your fucking pun of the grapes ready, because their chariot arrives here in ten minutes. And shut your fucking mouth. Definitely don't sing the sash. Thankfully, she did have punnets of grapes. She she couldn't have stopped her singing the sash. You know, wild horses couldn't have stopped her doing that. But that's just what she was. And then, of course, now, sadly, she's no longer with us. But anyway, how are we doing, people? Hope we are well. Welcome to, as we all know now, the most underrated podcast in the country. Sound sound like Stephen Owen. It's the biggest show in the country. No, it's not. It's the most underrated podcast in the country. How are we doing, people? What is the form? Are we feeling well? Like, coronavirus is kind of done now, isn't it? We're just finished. It's just kind of... It is what it is. People just carrying on as normal, um, which is is weird. You know, it's it's definitely you know not forgotten about, but people just carrying on as normal. I for one am quite happy the way things are kind of loosening up a bit. I got to enjoy a weekend of doing activities, which was nice. I went to um the explorers. Um, Aquarium which is actually before people come in and be like oh is that Irish no it's Ulster Scotch Explorus is Ulster Scots for Explore Irish would be an explorerish so just to clarify that off the bat in Portaferry, it was nice I've never been um there before which got me a lot of, of hate from my wife she's like what you've never been this is what she said you've never been to Explorus what kind of childhood did you have and I was like, pretty sweet, to be honest, never went to Explorers, definitely went to Disney World, you know, twice, so I mean, I think I would definitely take Disney World twice over Explorers, but I mean, each to their own, you were definitely not as uh, affluent as me, <laughs> but um, I went to Explorers, I expected it to be very shit, now I should point out, I did go with my two year old, it wasn't just me, myself, it would be weird to explain there but i brought my two-year-old to see some animals because she's been stuck inside for the last number of months she's been developing you know she's learning words she's learning to say things she's doing things um and she now knows what what certain animals are and she loved it it was great my wife was like that's kind of shit i went a few years back with a friend of mine and i was like oh yeah friend before you met me a friend you know we fucking this friend no i didn't say that i said um all right okay sweet good luck to you hope you had a nice time um but she said, yeah, we basically went there and we're, we're in and around it in 10 minutes. So I was going to this thing expecting it to be really shit. And when I got there, great. You know, really nice time, albeit it was, you know, it would have been more ideal if I had not been there with my child after all. You know, if it was just me, I could have read everything about every species of fish and fucking other underwater things. I mean, I sort of think they're all still fish. You know, again, speaking of that, you need to be careful of how you classify animals because my wife definitely said to me she was like um fish aren't animals fish are fish and i'm like you know fish are fish but fish are animals you know what i mean animals are is the over um the overarching term for it you know an animal is a fish is an animal but it's a fish surely now i could entirely be wrong and i'm saying this in the podcast and people are going to come at me because that's what all you fuckers always do i make one mistake you're on my back you know and sometimes the camel just needs a straw to break his back all right guys so be careful what you're saying but i went there and it was a nice time you know it was, it was a good time and, and i feel like in these times we should be i mean this is a weird term i should be we should be experimenting locally and not experimenting i mean going and doing activities locally because obviously if you're going on holiday and stuff in and around now selfish you know if you're doing that dangerous if you're doing that you're spreading coronavirus going to kill those people but that's fine so so go places locally you know check it out um, went there there this week and I'm going to try and get to the zoo in the next few weeks I'm going to just be sound and take my daughter myself I'm not going to make my wife go because she's pregnant and sore so that would be a form of torture you know bringing her and making her walk up which is effectively one of the most mountainous zoos in the world I would say Belfast Zoo you now people can get at me and be like oh mountainous I'd be like yeah because there are hills upon hills in there you're hiking you're trekking you need you know to be like a pensioner with those sticks up in Belfast Zoo because it's high up in there Especially where my compadres are, the the bears, you know, up top. Those guys, by the time you get there, you need several puffs of inhaler with a with a preventer as well. You know, it's not a sweet trek in there. So I said, look, I'm gonna take take a child, get her out for a day. She loves she loves animals, a so child, take a child out, let her look at the animals, and then you know, basically you get brownie points. That's the plan. You go, you get brownie points, you bring the child back. You know, again, every single Action has a reaction. That's what I've learned in being a parent. Every single action is a reaction. And you need to be building up your brownie points. So eventually you might get the ultimate prize, which is, of course, pace for like just 10, 10 minutes or something. You know, just to shower your head. Like I'm recording this podcast now and I'm excited to watch the last match of the day of the year because I know my wife hates match of day. My daughter's in bed. I'll just be able sit there by myself with a cup of tea just going, it'll be all right, Davey. It'll be all right, Davey. And that's what you do. That's any motivation as a man that's married with children. It has to just be. People are like, oh, it's the joy of the kids. No, it's about getting the peace to yourself. That's all it is about. Everything, your motivation is always just be as helpful as you can. Do as much as you can so you can get brownie points. So eventually there'll come a time where you can just sit in peace and show your head. That's all you want. You know? And I mean, it's been nice we did that. We then... Again, being frugal, you don't want to be just going into the cafe after you finish and having some lunch. No, 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 you want to save some money by doing a picnic. So we did that, we went to the Explorers, we looked around there, saw all the animals. I cursed out the thing that killed Steve Irwin, I said, you fucker, like you look sweet, you've got to wee face in your belly. Like that's cute, if things had faces in their bellies more often, they'd be far cuter. But that's what you've done, you've lured Steve in and you just went with your fucking barb. You bastard! And you're not allowed to touch him anymore because of coronavirus, apparently. So I, I I didn't go in and wring its neck because it doesn't have one, but also you know I, I couldn't on it. But it was a strange experience seeing all of those because a few otters, a few seals, nice see those guys, all good. And then we just went on a wee bit of a drive along the coast, um, along Strangford lock and stopped for a wee picnic, which was a great time. That's how I spent my Saturday this weekend, just chilling. Um, then did a wee bit of work, living the dream, and um, now I'm excited to to have a wee day off on, on Monday, um, and it's nice, you know, it's it's nice to look forward to it. Did a wee, it did quite a bit of work actually this weekend. Probably boring for people listening to podcasts. Oh fucking hell! Here he goes again. Did a bit of work, bit of writing, got a lot done. Was pleased with that. I also filmed a sketch with my uh my my bezzy, Aaron Butler, um, and it's I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a sketch about. Um, it's a sketch about conversion therapy. That's the sort of level of depth I go into these days. You know, like I'm hitting all, the, all the, all the cutting edge things. So we did a sketch on conversion therapy, which is was a load of fun. Went uh for the first time since the start of the lockdown into the Boytown Studios, which have uh, to be fair. Right when it all started, Shane was filming his show previously there. And the production team took the whole fucking studio apart and did not put it back. So there will be people across my knee and the paddle will be out for a bit of spank spank. But um, it was good to be back there. It was good to film the sketch. And it's one of my favourite sketches that I've done anyway. Very bizarre. You know, very, very bizarre but enjoyable. It was nice to, to see to see Butler again. You know, I haven't really seen him much at all. We've spoken obviously most days because we're bezies. But... Um, it was nice to actually um see him, and then we got a wee, uh, spot of breakfast and a coffee in Edge, I think it's called, in Hollywood, a new coffee shop, very hipster. Haven't been there before, and I enjoyed myself. I must say, had a wee spot a breakfast, had a wee brioche bun, but the breakfast bun very tasty, and a cortado coffee, which um, I'll be totally honest, forgot that that was as small as it was. But but you know, this is the thing. Whenever you're in. A hipster place You can't You can't pretend Like you don't know What's going on You know You can't just go And go get a black coffee Because they'll just go Oh my god Bruh What the fuck's wrong with you Bruh So you have to just be like Yeah actually Can I have the breakfast brioche Bop <laughs> Can I have the breakfast brioche Bop With a cortado please So Got that And it was tasty And he had a real nice sausage roll Not just a regular sausage roll That shot either. And it was a nice time catching up. A lot of fun. And we hope that the sketch will be a hoot for people to enjoy. Very weird. Again, something that just came up very last minute over the weekend. But it was enjoyable. It's nice to actually get something filmed again. It's been a while since I've done that. I wrote a few sketches this weekend. um, You know, so... Again, I'll try and get them filmed as much as I can. I'm not actually in the second sketch that I wrote because I'm, I'm just I'm just a writer guy. You know what I mean? Whatever, fucking. I'm a writer guy, not a writer or die. I'm a writer guy. Whatever. You know, holla at your boy. I'm um, don't know why I went gangster at the end. Of, Yo, holla at your boy, baby. Like Jay Z, holla at your boy. Um, but it was nice. And then now after having a really nice weekend, I'm I'm pumped about Monday because I'm uh, probably a lot of people going oh long overdue mister i'm heading back to the gym and i'm excited and i'm bringing my wife too who's heavily pregnant and i'm being like right get you deadlifting, squat and deadlift um, no she's going swimming because she needs to do something to you know just make her make her feel a wee bit better because she's, she's having a real tough time their hips at the minute so hopefully a wee bit of swimming will offer a little bit of, of relief on that front and she'll feel a wee bit better and then once we finish pumping in the gym it's the day of babies. We're going to go and meet um, Shane's little bambino for the first time, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's been it's been a nice time speaking to Shane through all of it, and f- finding that he's he's really really sort of taken to it like a duck to water. Um, now no doubt he will have some interesting life hacks and the sorts during um the preceding months. Proceeding, proceeding, proceeding. No, who knows. <laughs> Proceeding months, what the fuck? But um, he, he, I'm sure there'll be great stories. But he seems to have taken to it really well, and I'm delighted. And I can't wait to see him, his betrothed, and the little bambino. I'm excited about that. And then once we finish that, you know, enough about him, we're going for a baby scan of our own, and it's it's kind of like I'm buzzing about it. I hope I'm let in because I've only been to see one scan the whole time we've been pregnant, right at the very beginning, and I was told go you and sit in the go you and sit in the car. I don't know why I was a Scotchman, go you and sit in the car, you bastard. Um, but I was sent to sit in the car and I was like, Oh no, know, and then Catherine's been to several scans by herself and I just kind of felt like, um, like I've not really been part of it as much. So I'm I'm hoping that they'll be allowed in this time. We'll be able to see it. I'll be able to be like, oh right, I'm going to have baby number two because I mean, baby number one is already my favourite person in the world. You know, there's no uh, competition. So this one comes along it's starting off, you know, it's it's starting off behind. It's a lot of work to do to try and make me like it as much as number one. So I'm just going to be straight it. As soon as it comes out, I'll get it taken away because we're having a section. I'll take it away into a room and I'll be like, listen, wee guy, girl, whatever you are. I mean, pff, who care? Who who knows? By the time the baby's born, there could be even more genders. I'll just look down at it and I'll be like, listen, you are quite literally number two. You have to do whatever you can To become my favourite. This is going to be your life. You're now battling to be my favourite. Over the next course of the next 18 years. You're just fighting with your sister. To be my favourite. Now the thing about most parents. They'll not tell you who their favourite is. I will. Because I'm assigning you this task at birth. I'm letting you know. Early doors. That I am going. (laughs) I'm letting you know. Early doors. That I'm going to have a favourite. And I want you both competing with each other to be my favourite. So both doing things for me, like, you know, buying me presents, making me dinner for me, you know, just just make, make enjoying watching football. Saying to your mum, being like, listen, we actually really enjoy watching football with Daddy. I think you should let him watch more football. Yes, kids. That's what I'm looking at, competition between your two kids and I think it's a healthy competition because they both are striving to be the favourite and there'll come a time where I will announce my favourite and I think it must obviously be at number two's 18th birthday because you've got to give it the same, you know, kind of opportunity as number one to just be the favourite and I mean, some people have problems that, all love oh, them both the same, you know what, people that say that, fucking liars. You're allowed to have a favourite, and you need to be loud, you need to be proud, and you need to get your favourite out there. Let people know what's going on, because that's what I'm going to do. Just get it, get it in there, get it out there. Hmm. But Guys, I have some exciting news for you today too. I've got um, a new sponsor on board. But as usual, the Sly Guy podcast is always going to be brought to you by Modest Beer. We know that it's brought to you in association with Modest Beer, the little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. We know that Modest is there from the beginning. It's a ride or die. We love Modest. If you want to know more about Modest, you just find out at Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter or go to their website co. .uk to find out more. They're still shipping. They're still sending it out to you. So if you want to order online, you can get it. You can get deliveries from the vineyard. You can get from Bottle to Boot, Neil's Wines, Grange Wine Merchants, Alexander's, all do deliveries. And Now Modest is available on tap as well. What more do you want? I'm also delighted to say that support for the slag guy podcast is brought to you by manscaped who are the best in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience we've all been there trying to do a little bit of below the belt horticulture and ended up effectively just dissecting our scrotums i used to try and shave my balls with a razor and no cream which was mad, I'm an animal, I understand. I've also used electric razors before and ended up drawing my private areas towards the blades, like in the devil himself trying to draw. I don't know why my private area, but he's, he's trying to pull it the hell. It's not a good experience. But thankfully for me, Manscaped have created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. That's the new improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. This is premium gear. It's got a battery that last up to 90 minutes, so if you really want to get into trimming your pubes and you just want to spend an hour and a half in there, I don't know, adding skin fades, dreadlocks, whatever you want to do, you've got the option. Also, it's waterproof, so if you want to just do it in the bathroom, you can. If you want to do it in the bath, you can. If you want to do it in the shower, you can do it. One of the coolest features of the lawnmower 3.0 is the LED light. So if you want to be shaving, say, I don't know, there's something down there that casts a bit of a shadow, if you know what I mean. You know, I I don't know myself because I could see perfectly fine without the light. But if you've got a big piece and you cast a shadow, not a problem anymore, compadre. The light is your hookup. And let's not forget about the charging stand. No more keeping your razors in the bathroom, in the cupboard, out of the way. Nah, you bring that down, you put it in your mantelpiece. When people come to the house, they know what you're about. When your mom comes around for tea, she looks in the mantelpiece and goes, my son looks after himself. And I want you guys to look after yourselves too. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SLYGUY. That's all one word and all in capitals. Don't believe the product's great? Head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash slyguypodcast to see the before and after pics. Now, let's be fair, it's nothing graphic. Obviously, i got to have a little bit of decorum. It's in black and white. There's before and after of before I got the manscaped and then after. So if you want to see the full monte, so to speak, head on over to my Patreon. Subscribe there for like just... $5 which is under £5 I don't know maybe it's more than £5 I don't know what's going on in the world I don't know the exchange rate all I know is there are pictures of before and after on my Patreon and if that's what you're interested in guys take yourselves over and check it out there's plenty of other stuff over there too there's bonus podcasts that go out every single week there's also some other bits and bobs and um, I'm going to put any sketches and stuff first of all out there so anything I'm doing will just be be on Patreon first so if you want to be a sly hard. Get yourself on over there and just have a really nice time. you know speaking of nice time there's been loads of enjoyable questions this week, which I love you know that's the thing that I love more than anything. I will have to say more than anything. I also do love it if people actually take the time to rate and review the podcast because it really helps. I feel like we're we're on a wee bit of a momentum train here at the minute people or listening to the podcast, more people are getting involved, and that's all down to you guys, the listeners. So thank you to anyone that's rated and reviewed the podcast, and thanks to anybody that shares the podcast, be that on Instagram, Stories, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you share it, by word of mouth, the old school, go to your garden fence. No, go to your garden fence and scream Sly Guy podcast Monday mornings at your neighbours. Yes, they might get you arrested, but on the bright side, you get to tell more people things. You get to tell the police. You get to tell your defence lawyer. You get to tell... Other inmates, it's just a good time and a good way to spread the word of the Sly Guy podcast, anyway. I'm losing a run on myself. Listeners' questions Daniel Cunningham said, Yo, Davey boy, hope all's good, man. Um, I know you've been asked before about other podcasts that you listen to, and do you ever listen to Fighter and the Kid? And um, if so, what do you make of their corona shit shithockery/slash denial, etc.? I literally can't listen to them anymore. I will say. That the fighter and the kid was one of my favorite podcasts for a long time. Now that being said, I have, I've kind of gone off it a bit on the basis that they're annoying me more so Brenton than than, than Brian. But yeah, just to talk about Corona and all this stuff, it's like no harm. You're doughheads, you know, a pair doughheads, comedians talking about, um. Something that that they're not qualified to talk about, really. This is one thing that I think is frustrating. I think a lot of comedians, both local and across the world, think that they have to be these social commentators. Not in my opinion, just be funny. Do you know what I mean? Leave like politics and all that other stuff to people, unless you're really smart and you enjoy talking about it. But see the stuff you don't know about, like coronavirus, pandemic, medicine. Leave it. You know, at the end of the day, both of them. We're talking about coronavirus being fake, yet both Brian Callan and Brennan Schaub got coronavirus. And when they did, I must admit, I went, Haha. <laughs> You know, I, I laughed, but it, it's become difficult to listen to of late. So I've kind of been diverting my ears elsewhere and listening to other podcasts. Um, now, that being said, I do still listen to The King and the Sting, which has Brennan Schaub on it. But I just think Theo Vaughn on that podcast is 10 out of 10 funny most weeks. So I enjoy that. I've been listening to the Tim Dillon show recently too, mainly because he's just very funny and very bitter. You know, he again is just somebody who who d- passes opinion on things, but unlike like Brendan and uh, Bre- unlike Brendan and Brian, he seems to be be kind of smart, but he, he's just so bitter and it's, it's funny. I like it whenever comedians are sly and say things that maybe other people might be afraid to say. I enjoy it when that happens. I think it's very funny and i think he he's, he's one to check out i've also been listening to the wtf and mark Marin, which is one of the like the og podcasts out there i sort of dipped in and out of it for a while and now i'm listening to it again because it's it's good to hear hear like a lot of interviews with other comedians and sort of see where they're at and stuff and take wee notes you know it's nice to take um stock of people who are obviously absolutely killing it and how how can you take any kind of any knowledge from them, and that 's what I, what I find with mark maron 's podcast um and then i would we'll dip in and out of the church of what 's happening now with Joey Diaz again another comedian that just says whatever he wants sometimes um you know just absolutely ridiculous, but definitely worth a listen for me, Brandy said, Davy really enjoyed the rock version of the Ray of Lockdown last week. Thank you, brandy. That was the the episode of the Ray of Lockdown that I just basically did you know it was my my time to select music and and put a playlist together and just basically set up a show that interested me, you know, because Shane obviously was up to his ears with other things. I would say up to his eyes, but his ears are, are much higher and larger than his eyes, so they're probably a bigger area. So we'll say ears. And um it was great to do and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um but Brandy also thinks that they should rename it the Day of Rock Rockdown in future. I agree. I think listen, BBC sounds BBC Radio, give me a show that Dave Rockdown. I'm all about that. If there's people want it, I'll do it. Um But the, I think that the likes of Pug Uglies will be allowed to do comedy anytime soon in the future. Um you know what? I, I think there has certainly been a lot of work done on many levels to look at that. Maybe not as it was, per se, because Pugs the beauty of Pug Uglies was it was just it was the dream room for stand-up. It was the perfect set-up. It had everything you want in a room. It was compact. It was. It, it, when it was on fire in there, there was no better place. I, I don't think the, the do comedy. It was fucking great. And hopefully it'll get back to that at some stage. But in the meantime, you know, as as my, 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 my mama always used to say, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. Again, I don't know... Whether that was about her, her talking about my dad in the bedroom or not, but but I mean, you know, I think there's plenty of ways to get the climax was her point, but I'll I ignore that. Um, but I think that there will be an alternative that that'll work very well. I'm not going to say much more because it's not been set in stone, but we're working on things. The bar is like, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of pugs as a as a venue and as. Uh, people to work with in terms of their management they're their top guys and i would like to hope there'll be some kind of announcement coming soon whatever that will be keep your ears to the ground john Joe flord hula davesh i would like um, to know that you said last week that you prefer to be a father of a gang of girls rather than a boy coming into the household but does the idea of you having a boy and creating a show about the baby bear and the money tadpole not tickle your fancy i'm getting images of the way Anton Deck have used many Anton and Deck and Saturday Night Takeaway, trying to keep my kids um away from Shane really to be honest, John Joe, I'm sort of thinking to myself if I've girls, then they don't need to hang out with his, you know. I mean, I think that that you know if if I've a boy, the likelihood is Shane'll try and take him to Nando's when he hits like sixteen. And I should point out the people are probably like, oh they, you know you've said things about Shane and like footballers and young guys and stuff before. I just want to point out that I don't think he is in any way doing anything inappropriate with those guys. I just think when he hangs around with younger guys, he kind of, like Dorian Gray, feels he's younger himself. You know, I think Shane, in his mind, sees himself as some, like, Peter Pan-type guy. You know, he he's 30, I don't fuck, 32 or 33 at the minute. And I think in his head he just wants to be 17 forever. I mean, I've seen the way my, my other friend, Michael Jackson, went, and I hope Shane doesn't go that way in terms of, like, the surgery the bizarreness, you know, living with a monkey, having a fairground in his house. I think people need to just step up and say, Shane, you just need to stop good and early with with the Michael Jackson progression. So, I mean, hopefully if I have a girl, he'll not be wanting to just hang around with, because with, again, there's not lost girls, there's lost boys in Peter Pan, you know, so that's what I'm thinking of that. But I just feel in my heart that I am destined to be, sounds like a character from Game of Thrones, once again, it sounds like I'm destined to be the father of women. I'm listed to be the father of girls. (laughs) I just feel that's going to be my clan. I feel like God has a very good sense of humour and he likes the idea of mugging me off with just being completely outnumbered by women in the house. And I mean, fair play if it is. I must admit, I already am outnumbered now after the passing of my little Chinese friend, Mr. Charlie, R.I.P. So I'm already outnumbered, but I think three on one, I'll just... I'll just be struggling, you know. But, I mean, the thing, the thing that's weird is that before I had <clears throat> my first child, I thought to myself, I would like a girl. Weird. I just thought I would like a girl because I know most guys like I'd like to have a boy. I just thought I'd like to have a girl because um, I just feel like I like the idea of just, you know, say my girls, my wife, my daughter, my girls, you know. I think that would be be kind of cool. Also, there's a lot of pressure on me as, like, the 7th david in a row of my family to have a boy and i thought you know what listen they're just keep they keep on having davids until the perfect david arrives and i think he's here you know so why do you need to have another one so i feel like now that i've had a girl i like being i like i love being a dad like and i don't care what i have and if i'm being totally honest but i think this time around if i have another girl it'll be easier for the two girls to play with each other whereas if i have a boy he's inevitably going to be a jerk, you know, there's no doubt about it, and I feel like girls are like daddy's girls, you know what I mean, they like to hang with their dad more, and it's definitely the case for me and Holly, we sort of, we're like best friends, you know, she's got a similar sort of mindset to me, and uh, it's 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 enjoyable, but I also like the thought of just being the favourite parent, you know, whereas if of a boy, my wife's going to be the favourite, and, and boo, I hate that. Um and it definitely yeah, I don't feel it's fair to make a, a child of mine continue to be you know involved with 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 Shane's child or whatever. I just think that that would be just a, a punishment too far for any any child of mine. Um. Oh wow! It just caused real trouble with my setup there. It's working again, thank God. Um. Jason said, "I heard baby Todd is tipping the scales on the heavier side. Do you think this is because he's inherited incredibly long fingers?" And um, I'll be totally honest with you, Jason. I've not seen him yet. I need to. I'm, I'm seeing him tomorrow. I'm gonna. I'll give my um opinion then. I'll have a real good good look at him. I'll check him out. I'll see what sort of where the size came from. I like to think that he's going to be walking. I like to think that whenever I get in the door, he'll walk up to me and go right. there mate, me and I'll go. Yeah, nice to meet you, kid. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping, but I'll definitely check him out. I'll get a, I'll get I'll get a weigh in on him as well and see see what he's at. Because I mean, he's a long way to go to be as heavy as my good self. But you know, with all due respect, we will um, <laughs> we'll do a weigh in there. Um, Keithy Mack has said, "Every damn Monday, I go for a run. Every damn Monday, Dave brings the goods. When I hear that beat, I know it's Monday." I know Dave's going to produce. He's a producer that produces the best produce. Top, Papa. Thank you, Keith. What what you missed there is you should have had something like Phil Spector, Quincy Jones, Doctor Dre, Timberland, um, Rick Astley is he a producer too? I know Rick Rubin. That's one. They're an elite line of producers. They produce music, and I just produce music to your ears. Add me to that list. I couldn't actually produce anything if they put me in a studio and like produce something good. I couldn't do it. But I'm I'm riding this I'm riding this Keithy Mac train, and I'm and I'm going with it as far as I can. Um, and thank you for the the compliment. Much appreciated. Ian Thompson, um, friend of mine, has said, "What the fuck, Dave? Seriously, like, what the, what is this all the fuck about?" Um, I think you are are not feeling too good there Ian. maybe my man, go outside, take some air on board, clear the head, you know, just, just take a wee bit of time to yourself, decompress, relax, and then just, you know, maybe look to the stars uh and ask them for answers because I'm not the man to, to answer what the fuck. Like I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what the fuck is, is happening, what the fuck is going on, I don't know what the fuck's fuck. So I'm not the man to ask, but I think you just need to go outside, maybe take a wee minute, chill out, maybe just focus ahead and um get back back into things again. Jimmy Stevenson has said Oh no <laughs> Spied Papa bearing his native marks and sparks earlier on. Didn't know how to react, so I just whispered quietly to my wife. There he is. <laughs> I went about our Friday afternoon shop. Hey, I just wanna say Jimmy I appreciate that you respected the social distancing. You didn't want me to be infected. You probably saw that my daughter was doing my head heading because she's being such a jerk. She being such a bad child. Again, this is a thing that has not been my doing. Hold oh, on, I need to water for this because I'm about to rant. Oh, my mother-in-law decided it would be a good idea to let my two-year-old stand in a trolley rather than putting her where a two-year-old should go in the little seat that's attached to the trolley. It's not like a trolley exists without a seat. There's an actual seat on the trolley. Specifically bespoke. Built for a child to sit in. Yet my mother-in-law thought. Oh no your 2 year olds big enough. She can stand on the trolley. Can't happen. Fell about seven times. Bumped her head. Bumped her face. Just started crying. Started whinging. Being a jerk. Lifting things off the shelves. throwing in the trolley. Jumping up and down. And now. I was tempted to lay the smackdown on her, but thankfully now, knowing that there were little birds in Marks and Spencer's witnessing me, mean, I'm glad I didn't get caught doing that. But um, it was a stressful time. She ruined what should have been a dream moment for me because where else would I be on a Friday afternoon than in Marks and Spencer's? For some of us, you know, North Down isn't a gimmick. It's not a basis for a character. Being North Down is what we do, and I was prepping for my. Uh, picnic when I was on the way to explore us Saturday. That's what I was there for. I was there to get ingredients for a picnic because hey, listen, I'm not going. I'm not going to get to get the base level. I'm not going to get value picnic. I'm going all out with an opulent picnic. You know, yeah, I bring caviar and champagne to my picnics and a drive. You know, have a bottle of champagne, but it counteracts it with the caviar, so it's fine. You know, and I was enjoying myself and I'm sorry you had to see me like that. I was probably stressed out with a weird child and my wife just being fed up too because she's pregnant and I have to force her to get out of the house because her wee legs and all are sore, you know? (laughs) But if you see me in there again, what I want you to do is throw me up an elbow. We'll, We'll elbow bump. You know, I'll I'll just pose with you for a photo, whether you want it or not, because that's the kind of guy that you're dealing with, the people's prince. And I'm happy that I was spotted by a great man, just like yourself. Andy McComb said, who would win in a fight between a 30-year-old Dave Elliott with the mind of a two-year-old or a two-year-old Shane Todd with the mind of a 30-year-old? I mean, my body with a two-year-old's brain is effectively my body. You know, it's already that functioning level. I already have the intelligence of a two-year-old in a very powerful body. So, I mean, I think, I mean, it would probably, you know, I physically could destroy a two-year-old chain, but I think it would take pity on him, you know, and I think he would, would you know, use his sinister mind to defeat me in some way because I would just take pity on the fact that it's a, it's a small child. So I think, you know, on the outset, you would assume I would destroy him, but, you know, my compassion is such that I couldn't beat up a two-year-old um, as much as I was tempted in, in, in Marston and Spencer's the other day. But um, I think he would he would maybe, you know, he would bring other boys to the party and I, he would probably have me jumped like a mob boss, beaten in any if somebody, carry him over as a two-year-old, and he'd scrap my face and going, yeah, like Stewie Griffin. So, yeah, I'm going to go shit A two-year-old, Shane Todd, with the mind of a 30-year-old would win, you know? A bit out of left field, but that's where I'm going. My man Nathan Concilia, hey Dave, in response to your call for the best seafood chowder in North Down, I've gotta say Teddy's. Had a lovely one there last week. Available curry or plain. Oh, very tasty. Um which is what what Nathan has said, very tasty and they do takeaway. Anyway, how close to closing time do you think is appropriate to walk into a restaurant? Divisive issue. I'm gonna say straight up, it's not a divisive issue. There's there is absolutely no division in this issue if you are coming into a restaurant and it's like near closing time and you want fed you are a piece of shit there's no denying that you know fine well when restaurants are closing you just have a bit of decorum you go listen i'm not going to come in here and order food up say at a quarter to 11 when you're shutting at 11 now fuck that you come in at the very latest nine o'clock you get your grub you get your table you have some wine you have a good time you tip the staff and you get the fuck out I think if people come in their restaurant just before closing, they're pieces of shit. I think there's alternatives. You can just head somewhere else, get like a a we a we takeaway or something. You know, just go somewhere else, get a get a twenty four hour McDonald's. You know, what I mean, you don't have to do that. But if there are people out there, there are consumers who are cocks. You know, let's be fair. People are cocks. That's like the Slipknot song except you replace people equals shit and you just change it to people are cocks which invariably means it's nothing like the Slipknot song and I've been just doing this podcast for too long tonight. My head's starting to get fried but my point is do not go into restaurants when they're closing up because people of families, people of homes If they to go to that too. You're not going to get the best service because you don't deserve it. You know, you do not deserve that unless you are coming in and you're saying I'm I'm and you're a billionaire and you're tipping everyone and you're throwing money at people like it's going out of fashion. That's sweet. But other than that, you're a piece of shit and there's no divisiveness to it, Nathan. So if you feel other than that, I think we're falling out. LMG has said LMJ, not LMG. Yikes. Just letting you know that I'm not a troll, as you said, in Boytown. time. Now, LMJ, let me just say to you, friend. If you get sass from the bear, if you get a swipe of the claw, you take that as a compliment. It's sassy, I'm giving it, I expect to take it, it's what we're at, so we're friends here. I was just missing content, and listen, you're right to blame us for putting the same podcast out twice. Now, you're not right to blame me or Shane, you have to go directly to the snake rat, that was entirely his fault, I'm not going to tout on him, but it was 100%. His fault. He's to blame. He's to be a man, come out and make a public apology. See, when we're back recording in the studio again, I'm going to get him on the mic and I'm going to force an apology. But LMJ has said, where would your ideal holiday destination be when lockdown is over? Mm. I would like to go somewhere warm with a villa and a pool. I think that's where I'm at by then, when lockdown's all done and it's moving and we're allowed to go on holidays. I have two kids. I'm just going self-catering somewhere like Spain or Turkey. You know that's where I'm going. Just somewhere chilling where I can just watch the kids in the pool. I can have a few cool beers and just relax and and just do me. <laughs> that's the worst phrase that I hate. You just do you check. I can just do me on the on the on the sun lounger. You know I can just relax and do me. The last question. Of the day, I mean, this could be a shorter podcast, but I don't give a fuck <laughs> because I'm tired. But it's warm ball, warm ball. Views on the lads over in deck chair and Yum's land. Thoughts on the mask. And um, to be totally honest with you, I don't listen to that podcast. Um, because I I say yeah, I hate Mickey and I hate Connor. Um, so I don't listen normally. Joking, I love both those guys, but I, I just haven't listened to the podcast to see what their views on masks are. Now, you've said, what are the thoughts on masks? I don't know whether you mean that's the movie, The Mask, which could be it, I'm assuming, because they're both kind of like the hate, when you use this term, but they're both kind of, you know, conspiracy guys. I don't where really you say conspiracy guys or like guys who maybe just dabble in substances too much. That's, you know, somewhere along there, but they, they their podcast is very popular, and any time I've listened to it, I have enjoyed it. It's been a good listen, so I'd recommend checking that out. But I would assume from the, the nature of your question that they would be anti-mask. And I did see in a picture when Colin did his, his gig in a studio that um, Mickey had no mask on when everyone else did. So I'm going to say that I assume they, they are anti-mask. But again, I'm going to say I don't think neither of the two of them are qualified medical experts so i mean i'm going to say that i'm not going to take what they say as gospel and possibly maybe it might just be a little bull so um i'll have to check out the podcast could be entirely wrong it could be pro mask it could be you know stay safe from corona but i doubt it i doubt it and um fair play them check out the podcast Oh, no, it's too late in the day for me. Um, let's see what we're like for time. 39 minutes. I can't cut until I'm at least 40 minutes. So I've got to keep warbling on and on here. So, guys, once again, I just say thanks for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, get over to Patreon. I never plug that enough. But the Patreon podcast is far sassier, far sexier than this one. I, I, you ask any question, you get an answer over there. Also, there's photos of my dick and balls from the before and after the Manscaped. So if you just want to see what kind of piece I'm packing, and go over there and check it out. You'll you'll not be disappointed. You will be disappointed, but you'll you'll see it. You know what I mean? Like if you look at those statues, like the statue of David, you know, very chiseled body, small piece. That's what I'm all about. You know, I'm I'm David too, and that's how how we do it. And yeah, other than that, guys, just take care of yourself too. Also, um, shout out to Manscape, the new sponsor of the podcast. That again, this is just going to be a little bit of a temporary thing. It's going to sponsor for four weeks, and unless things work out and you guys get behind it and you use the discount code, they might stay on. You know, that would be ideal. So one more time, guys, get 20% off um, and free shipping with the code SLYGUY at manscape.com Your balls will thank you. Guys, take care and I'll be back again next week. Moi. That was creepy. I'll try it again. I'll be back again next week. Bye.